This is the Sean Campbell Show, a podcast for the aspiring and hungry entrepreneur. Hey everybody, this is Sean Campbell Show, the Sean Campbell, a podcast by entrepreneurs and for entrepreneurs, and I have a very special guest today. How are you doing, Liz? <laughs> Hi. Hi, Sean. <laughs> now, this isn't as big as the Chris De, De, De Simone Show. You know, I'm, a, I'm several levels down from Chris. He has an awesome radio show. But nonetheless, thank you for being here. You have a great personality. I and, try. And also a really good podcast. I really... Oh, well, thank you. I admire what you're doing. Thank you. Um, thank I think you. it's... You know, you're very focused. I mean, mm-hmm. not to continue with the comparison, but the radio show is a radio show. It's yeah. about various different things. But you've really found a niche in terms of helping entrepreneurs. Yeah. So it's all about entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, and I'm a creative entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're a creative entrepreneur. You know, Liz sent me, uh, Liz Hernandez from Arizona sent me more preparation for this podcast than any of my other guests have ever sent me combined. And I love it. I went through it. I was reading this last night. And the term creative entrepreneur, and you, you just said it right now, I've never considered myself that. You Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I do a lot of thinking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, cr- creativity, it's it's really misunderstood, you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes you think of creativity as being, oh, you know, an artist who paints or draws yeah. or a dancer or a singer or performer. Honestly, you know, creativity is what you do, what we, mm-hmm. what I do. It's when it comes from yourself. It's also when it's inspired, mm-hmm. you know, when it's work that's meaningful because you choose it yeah and you're inspired to do it and you do it yeah and i was just talking to you before we started about we, the, we should have started the podcast as soon as you watch it that's what happens we just like it's like going up to the driving range and hitting right, balls and right. then you get on the course and you're like oh i lost all I my shots saved that one. i should have saved, saved that one. But, um, no, we have a lot to talk about, Mm -hmm. Sean, because, you know, um, I was, I'm reading, actually, I've already read it twice, the Mm -hmm. book by Seth Godin, The Practice. And what you sent to me. I sent it to you, so I hope you enjoy it. And write all your notes in it. Uh I mean, I'm more of a audio person, so I listen to a lot of books on Audible. Um, I've already listened to this particular book twice and I was telling you that it's narrated by Seth Godin Mm -hmm. himself so it's pretty pretty cool he makes incredible points about it's called the practice Mm -hmm. and it addresses all of kind of everything that you think about as a as a creative entrepreneur Mm -hmm. as a and the practice is 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 the work Mm-hmm. And it isn't just like he says, you know, you just can't, you don't wait until you feel the muse or you, yeah. it, it's showing up. It's the practice and creativity is a skill. This yeah. is what I wanted to get to. Is that synonymous to the process? How you and I were kind of talking already, you know, it's, 
that there's so much you and I spoke about just before we started, but you know, it's not all about the end, it's not all about the outcomes or the results as much as it's about the process itself and learning to embrace the process. Exactly. Is that a little bit of what Seth going to Yes, about? yes, yeah. embrace the process and show yeah. up. Yeah. And and sometimes you don't feel like embracing it. Right. And maybe it's like you're you know, you can feel discouraged. There's a whole yeah. bunch of things that I want, you know, yeah. the self sabotage that goes on, the yeah. resistance that yeah. we put in front of ourselves. Yeah. That's all part of quote the process. And the practice is you just keep going. Mm-hmm. You just take one step after another and you keep doing it. It's the act of doing the work. What do you do when you get a I force myself. I, I, well, you know, I'm not perfect. So uh, I, I, uh, I do have those dips where I, especially in working alone, you know, (laughs) and I work out of my home. I'm on the computer all day. I'm looking at a lot of things. A lot of ideas are popping, but I have no one to talk to about them. So it's a little bit like being in a vacuum, being Mm -hmm. in a, and a echo chamber, like, oh, what is anybody out there? Yeah. <laughs> Can anybody yeah. hear me? Um, so, look, I live really close to Sabino Canyon, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I love it there. Mm-hmm. It's a magical uh, place to go hiking mm-hmm. in the desert. And sometimes I'll just go, okay, I got to get out of my own way, and I got to get out of my head, and I'm going to mm-hmm. go for a hike or mm-hmm. walk in the, you know, I mean, I don't right. hike 10 miles, I'll hike right. maybe two, three miles. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes a nice uh, gin and tonic will do the trick. <laughs> I, just, I have to say, at, at, especially at four thirty. But I, I, I appreciate the openness about it. You know, I think the point is that we all have our specific types of outlets. You know, I think you know I've, I've kind of been on the quote unquote health kick this year, right? And so some people are like, "Well, you know, that's just not me." And I'm like, "I'm not saying you have to do what I'm doing." This is what I'm doing to kind of get myself focused, and you know, in, in the in the speed of the you know work that I'm doing this year. That, I'm yeah, so proud that of kind you of, for to that. To me, that ignites everything else. And and this is so key because, first of all, congrats on you. you know on your, you. on that journey. And I you know I I'd like that you post your mm-hmm. benchmarks and your your goal as you're achieving your mm-hmm. bigger goal. But mm-hmm. every step counts right and it's those little successes that make the journey really important so instead of looking at oh you know i've got to lose whatever it is you know 50 pounds it's how we do it little by little yeah um and what you said about it's your journey it's individual Mm -hmm. in health in the health world and i'm a big fan of kind of you know Mm -hmm. functional medicine Mm -hmm. and non-traditional you know um approaches to healing Mm -hmm. and to living um and it's they talk about bio individuality Mm -hmm. not all diets work for all people right so you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and believe me, I'm the one that has like, you know, a hundred different diet books. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, it's, and until I finally, well, I'm not final, nothing's final. It's still working yeah. Pro- yeah. progress. Yeah. But I realized that the, the little choices I make, okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. have, instead of having, you know, a certain type of coffee, I started mm-hmm. drinking this coffee that has, is made from mushrooms. 
Really? Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, mushrooms are a superfood that uh-huh. boosts your brain uh-huh. function, uh, and they have a lot of other incredible um, uh-huh. health benefits. Does, um, does it turn into a fungi? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a fungible. How about this? A fungible asset. Non fungible things. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it does have caffeine. There is caffeine. I it's organic, so yeah. that you know, because oftentimes does it tastes like traditional coffee. It tastes really very delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I add, like, I'll add. Yeah. Um, Brain octane oil, mm-hmm. which is uh, mm-hmm. MCT oil. Yeah, yeah. I'll add a bit of cinnamon, which Ooh, helps good. reduce yeah. your blood yeah. sugar yeah. levels. And, um, you know, anyway, those little things right. all help. Absolutely. And it may not work for everybody. Yeah. And you may hate the taste yeah. of it. It may, may not yeah. be what you want to yeah. do. But, you know, you make the choices that are right. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about, yeah. the creative journey. Creativity is a skill. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's about doing it every day, every day, mm-hmm. little by little, little mm-hmm. pieces. Mm-hmm. Your ideas are, everybody has ideas, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> ideas. And then the creativity part is how do you, how do you manifest it? How, yeah. you know, what yeah. are you, you know, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. To, to take that idea and put it on paper. You just said an interesting word to me, manifest it. Did you kind of uh, picture yourself or act as if you're that person at times? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. That's that visualization. Yeah. Um, when, when you walked in, um, you saw the quote that I had written down to realize one's destiny is your only obligation. Have you read The Alchemist yet? I did a long time ago. Yeah. I am due for a revisit on that. I read it at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is your only obligation. That's yeah. right. Because yeah. it goes to the, the point about the bio-individuality. Mm-hmm. We are unique. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. unique. No one is like Sean Campbell. Right. No one is like Liz Hernandez. Mm-hmm. And by the way, yes, I am Liz Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get yeah, that straight. That's, that's <laughs> so you know, um, it, it's you know, it, it's not. I think the creativity part, mm-hmm. the journey, is much more interesting mm-hmm. than just arriving at the destination. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, in our society, you know, the way we've been raised and the way we raise our our children, and and you know, in in God, and we're in transition. I think we're in transformation because mm-hmm. going from an industrial society where we were taught you do X and you're going to get Y, you right. do Y, right. you're going to get Z. Like it's you do this and you're going to get this outcome. You go to school, you go to you know, you graduate from high school, you go to college, you're going to yeah. get a job, you're going to do these things. Well, guess what? We are now knowing, and I think we've known for a very long time, that first of all, that process, the school process, isn't for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and children yeah. actually learn in a lot of different ways, not Absolutely. in the ways that yeah. were programmed uh, into the school curriculums mm-hmm. for precisely those industrial mm-hmm. uh, results, you know, in the, in the industrial world where, okay, you are... You know, you need to have these really strong math skills. You need mm-hmm. to have the reading mm-hmm. skills. You mm-hmm. need to have, and and here's how you're going to learn it. Right. Where 
you know, children learn in many, many ways, and creativity is a really big part of it. Mm. Some children learn by movement. They're kinetic mm. learners. Some people are audio learners. Some mm. people are visual. So I think that, um, you know, it's it's not just focusing on the outcome. In, in your world specifically, the, do artists generally embrace the process more than the end result of their work? Could I ask that correctly? That's a really good question. I talk to artists a mm. lot. Mm. Um, a big part of my project, Arte Zona, mm. Arte is art in Spanish, Zona, mm. Zone, so it's Arte Zona with mm. a Z. Arte Zona Gallery, um, it's, it's a curated uh, venue. So, mm. you know, the, all of the artists who participate in it, and it's a partnership. It's a creative partnership. Mm. The artists bring in 50% of their, mm. uh, you know, 50, it's a 50-50 yeah. creative par- yeah. partnership. I, actually, they have the creative capital, mm. and I have creative capital, but in the business sense. So I bring, right. you know, the, my business skills, my marketing skills. Mm. I run the operations. Um, they bring, you know, their creative mm-hmm. assets in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. their product, the, mm-hmm. the paintings, the sculpture, the yeah. photography. And we do have these meetings. Uh, first of all, I know all the artists personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, I used to go and visit the studios a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much lately, but um, I actually did go to an artist studio not too long ago. We're doing a little video shoot. Um, uh, And so so we do have these conversations uh, about their process, Mm -hmm. and it's also all over the board. Some Mm -hmm. artists are um, already have an idea. They they know exactly where they're going. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a wonderful artist... um, uh, Lorraine Sack, for example, her work is very—it's—it's—it's it's, it's realism. She mm-hmm. studied in the school of re- realism mm-hmm. and classical art, so she will set up her her um, tableaus. We call that in the art mm-hmm. world the tableau, like a tableau vivant, which mm-hmm. is like a still life. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows exactly what she's going to paint. Mm-hmm. She actually makes like these beautiful paper lanterns. Mm-hmm. She includes those. She'll put. Uh, a figurine, mm. a bird cage. So wow. these are interior um, settings, and she, she, she. Everything's positioned. She knows exactly where the light source is, mm. and then she begins her wow. her process of painting what she sees. Yeah. Um, the there are other artists that don't know what the end result is going to be, and so yes, they will. You know. Uh, They'll create something. They'll start with their main idea, you know, uh, and they'll do it. And one of the things that I've noticed, and this is why this idea of the practice of creativity is a skill and doing it every day is showing up, is um, something that we all find very challenging. And I think my artists... My artists. I mean, they're artists. Right. They're, they're amazing <laughs> artists. Um, I'm, I'm fortunate to mm-hmm. know them and to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they struggle, mm-hmm. some more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are some who have told me that they haven't been able to pick up a paintbrush in a year. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and wow. so, you know, the, the, that's where 
the kind of, I call it the monkey brain, but, you know, we're all, you just kind of get stuck in the resistance of it. Well, yeah, but look, look what's happening, you know, in our world. Oh, my gosh, there's so much violence. There's hatred. There's the economy. All these problems that that can, I mean, we're human beings, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it does affect us, you you know, so and, and it affects some people more than others. Yeah. Um, and it becomes, it becomes, I want to say an obstacle mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes people use it as an excuse mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, and I don't really like excuses, right. Um, right. but I, I understand that obstacles happen mm-hmm. and yet obstacles can also be the way. Like right. if you have an obstacle right here, yeah. Okay, so now what are you gonna do? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you can't change that. That happened. Mm-hmm. So all right, how are we gonna go around it? Then that becomes the path that you take. So right. once you get past that resistance of, oh my gosh, this is happening. I have this big obstacle right here. Mm-hmm. Then um, I think the, you know, that opens it up for this us. is such an interesting discussion. Because you know, because you're right. I mean, obstacles affect each one of us so differently, and affects you know the same obstacle per se could affect an artist way differently than someone like me who's very non-artsy. You know, you know, I'm very just kind of. I, I know I have to be creative and like the ads that I create and whatnot, but it's somewhat formalistic a little bit. Because every good Facebook ad has certain features, right? And there, there is some creativity in that. But by no means would I consider myself an artist, right? So the same thing could affect an artist way differently than it affects me. You know, I think artists in general are way more passionate in a certain sense. Where I feel, I, next to an artist, I feel somewhat shallow at times. <laughs> because certain things just don't affect me. But I could empathize or you know, uh, with that artist and, you know, the, the story about the, the painter who hasn't, you know, picked up a brush in a year. That's right. That's unbelievable. That's right. Well, you know, yes and no. I, yeah. mean, I feel yeah. that... Um, but I should say it, it's it's not unbelievable. That's the wrong word for it. Absolutely the wrong word for it, but it's just... No, I mean, yeah. the idea that, yeah. that you're not an artist, you, I think you are an artist, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it, it depends on how you define art, right? right? Yeah. Um, and I think art is like the art of expressing yourself. What mm-hmm. is the path you've chosen? Mm-hmm. That is your art. Mm-hmm. That is, makes you an artist. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, leaders are artists. I mean, mm-hmm. And by that, I'm equating the word artist to creativity. So, you know, it it takes creativity to become a leader, to do what you're doing, to, you know, manifest every day to Mm -hmm. actually understand Mm -hmm. and go deeper into Mm -hmm. what your skill is, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and you're being of service to others. Mm -hmm. So I try to bust up the, that, that, um, myth of kind of the starving artist mm-hmm. oh well you know the van gogh or the gogan or the you know that just the, they were desperate they just kind of um you know uh were caught up in their own 
sadness or in their own despair, despair, their own tragic situations, you know, they're, uh, and, and I, I think that, that, that's not the model anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the artists that, uh, you know, artists have a lot to say Mm -hmm. and artists are, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're transformers and they're, you know, Mm -hmm. they have a way to yeah. make the world a better place and, and to make change happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, everyone is affected differently by mm-hmm. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about trust. I think you, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if, if, if we trust ourselves, we can imagine mm-hmm. much more than mm-hmm. we can do much more than we ever imagined. Right. How, how do you break down the barrier to trust yourself sometimes? That's a good question, huh? That is a good question. You're really <laughs> <laughs> going to roll this morning, Sean. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I love podcasts. I love when I have a guest because it's, it's such a good conversation, you know? So, Well, you know, how do I break out? You know, so so if I don't trust myself, it's usually because I'm afraid, right? Mm-hmm. It's usually because mm-hmm. it's something that... Uh, there's a fear factor. Mm-hmm. There's that, again, there's kind of negative self-talk. Yeah. There's self-sabotage. Right. So, you know, um, how do I break it up? I have to face that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I have to really face that and go, mm-hmm. you know, look at the fear in the eyes and say, why am I feeling this way? Right. Um, and and it may not always go away. Right. Right. I, mean, right. I don't know. How do you, how does that happen? The, the way I do it, I, I, I kind of adapted a, a routine this year is the first when I wake up. I have a little routine where I'm addressing all the most difficult parts of my day in my mind. And I see myself getting through it. And I trust myself that I will get through it. One of the biggest things I hate, Liz, is confrontation. I hate confrontation. But then when I really realized it, when I really took a look at it, confrontation is not the right word. It's just like a non-positive conversation. You know, and as long as I... There's a way that I've learned to kind of um, um, attack those type of conversations where I'll tell the person, I know you really didn't mean like this, or I know you didn't mean to, you know, put us in this situation. I know that wasn't your intent. So that way I diffuse the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of voice, you know, how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. So that's helping. But yeah, I'm kind of learning to trust myself. You know, I... I I wake up every morning, I count down from 60 to zero, mm-hmm. and in my mind I'm going through my day and, every, and having positive outcomes on everything that I do. Wow, yeah, you know, that's a, um, it's, have you read Stoicism, like uh, the Stoic uh, philosophy, because uh, that's very Stoic, and not yeah. in the sense of the st- up, uh-huh. up, upper lip, uh-huh. not that, you know, well, I can bear it. No, Stoicism is... Got a lot of that from the Tim Ferriss podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, he's a yeah. big Stoic guy, yeah. and yeah. he gives out, I think, a free yeah. thing on, um, yeah. uh, on Stoicism. But basically, it's what, you know, you think about everything that bad that can happen, mm-hmm. um, and once you realize that 
all these bad things could happen, uh-huh. then you become grateful. It's, it's, it's a lot like Buddhism. Gratitude it's about huge. gratitude. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah. I could lose everything. I yeah. could, you know, lose everything in an instant, which, right. which by the way, has I have lost mm-hmm. a lot. So when you've mm-hmm. lived through losing, um, I lost mm-hmm. my life partner mm-hmm. five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought my whole world was just going to like collapse in. It, mm-hmm. and, it, and it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did. And I mm-hmm. did. You know, I cried every day for a year and yeah. um, I, I, I spiraled down and then I realized, okay, that's the worst that could, that's yeah. one of the worst things that could happen to me. Yeah. I mean, there are other worse things, very bad things that could happen as well. Yeah. And I'm and 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 not that I wish that to happen, but once I realize that that can happen, yeah. Then I'm very, 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 very grateful. Yeah. For what I do have, for right. the loved ones I do have, fabulous right. sons. I have incredible little grandchildren. Yeah. I'm so blessed. Yeah. I have a wonderful yeah. family. I have a good life. You know. So the the gratitude piece is is really. Yeah. I think. It augments when you face, like you said, in the morning, you're like, okay, I've got all these things that I have to do. And you acknowledge that there's potential negative outcomes yeah. in all of those things. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, and, and it's not always easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. it's not always, and there are problems or there are confrontations that you yeah. have to, you know, go through. Listen, um, when I started Oxisona Gallery, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew about it for a long time. It's something that had been percolating in my mm-hmm. mind for years, mm-hmm. uh, having had uh, brick-and-mortar galleries. Mm-hmm. I had a brick-and-mortar gallery here in Tucson, um, and, and then I opened one in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I laugh at my – I look back at those, at those times, and I don't think I really even knew – like, I was – Dealing with confrontation every single day. Yeah, you know, I was dealing with with people, with buyers who were picky, who were, you know, I was dealing with art, a lot of artists who also had Mm -hmm. um, issues, you know. So it was always like, uh, but I loved every minute of Mm -hmm. it. I loved, you know, every minute of it, and and then you know, I I the brick and mortar space. Honestly, the economy collapsed, so that yeah. just kind of kicked us, yeah. uh, so many of us, out of the yeah. brick and mortar space. And then to come back, as I have in the last year, year and a half now, mm-hmm. um, and do this project online yeah. and bring back artists that I've known for decades who wow. knew me when wow. I had Liz Hernandez Gallery, when yeah. I had Hernandez mm-hmm. Contemporary Fine Art in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and they were like 100%. We're wow. with you, Liz. We're going to do this. Wow. Let's do this. Um, and believe me, it's also, it's not a, you know, it's a solo path. Because mm-hmm. everybody's like, well, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, how many, how many uh, opinions do you think, out of every 10 opinions to get something of your business, how many do you actually listen to? Because <laughs> I know my number's going lower, 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 lower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if it's in my gut, I'm just going to go with it. I, I may ask somebody for their opinion only only because of two things. One, they're going to say it's not a good idea, but I want to hear why, just so I have that base covered. Because a lot of things I do is really outside the box, mm-hmm. as opposed to what other marketers do. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't want to be another marketer. I want to be myself and hold myself to my values, right? But I, I just just in case there's something I overlooked. 
even though I'm asking another marketer their opinion, I know they're going to say it's a dumb idea, mm. but I want to know why. Mm. That's really um, insightful of you to listen, you know, especially if it's mm. given in a, in you know, a way that is kind, is. that is, you know, that yeah. comes from a place of perhaps the person just wanting to help and wanting to understand. Right. Absolutely, I will listen to that kind of critique or criticism mm. as well. Um, because yeah, I want to, I want to see that perspective. Right. And, you know, in my world, it's, uh, you know, it's always about finding the, you know, right now it's finding my audience, you know, Uh, I'm not all things to all people. That's for sure. So a a way to, you know, to kind of buffer Mm -hmm. those criticisms or those, yeah whatever yeah. people are asking yeah. questions that may not be relevant. It's like, yeah. well, I'm not, obviously I'm not for you. This, this is right. not right. for you. That's right. fine. That's yeah. fine. You know, you do you, yeah. I do me, but, but I still, you know, I, I want to, I'm, I'm having to fine tune it. So like, and, and then a very concrete example in Artesona gallery is I'm a curator. So, and I have a criteria of how I curate art. A lot of it has to do with the technical strengths, um, you know, the artists, their Mm -hmm. productivity, their commitment to the work and to the concept. Mm -hmm. And it has to kind of like mesh. I have to get it. I have to, I have to understand it and I have to love it. And I love that all my artists, you know, when I, when when we, this rapport, it becomes a a relationship um, and it's a trust relationship. Mm-hmm. However, it may not be what right. the audience is after. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, you know, I'm like I have to think about that too. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, who else do I bring in now? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, you know, it's a give and take. Right. I'm after I'm after a collector base. Mm-hmm. Um, Many of my artists already have collector base, which is good because they've been around. They've devoted their lives to this, and everything I take that I take very, very seriously. The the relationship that I have with them, and also the relationship with the collectors, with the art buyers, and whether you're an expert Mm -hmm. art Mm -hmm. buyer or art, you know, art collector, Mm -hmm. or you're uninitiated, Mm -hmm. that's really important to me too. Like Mm -hmm. I. Love those conversations. So I want to hear from you. Hmm. And you said, well, I don't know anything about art, Sean. <laughs> so, but I would love your feedback. Like, yeah. you know, because yeah. I, I want to understand who you are. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, perhaps I can deliver mm-hmm. something that, yeah. you know, uh, an yeah. art, you know, I tried, um, I'm doing these digital prints, you know, we scan some of the artwork, uh, not all the artists, but some mm-hmm. of the art work, especially when they're real small yeah. paintings. We, we, I have a printer here in town, and they have an awesome yeah. high-quality scanner, and now we can sell those as digital nice. prints. Nice. Yeah. And they're less than a, less than $200 yeah. Um, yeah. for a, a beautiful print, 16 by 20, yeah. 20 inches long, yeah. or 16 wide, or yeah. if, that's a, if it's a vertical, if it's a horizontal, it's the other way. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, if it's an audience that they really love the image, but they don't have $2,000 or $3,000 to invest in a work of art, yeah. maybe they would appreciate the yeah. image on nice right. quality paper. Right. Right. So, you know, there's a, that's, 
it's a and it's a it's a yeah. <laughs> it's a flow and an ebb. You know, it's yeah. like okay, this yeah. is a constant process of yeah. of learning and understanding and evolving. There's one point that we uh, I really wanted to get to most in your notes uh, before it was finding your voice. Mm. To me, that to me, if you could see it on my screen, it would have been highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm most interested in talking about today: finding your voice. Okay. How, how have you found your voice? Well, you're helping me right now. <laughs> I hope when, my when, voice when, is being recorded. I, I, here's I want to set you up a little bit more on this one. When you walk into a room, you have a presence, do you? I'm sure people have told you that before. You just have a presence. So I, do. I think I oh. think it's it's more than just your what you say that comes out, but I think your voice is your presence. So how have you, you know? How do you pull that off, Liz Hernandez? <laughs> wow. Okay. I want to be more like Liz Hernandez when I walk in a room. <laughs> well, I hope not, Sean. Well, in, in difference in height. You know, <laughs> well, finding my voice, boy. Um, I think it ties into everything we've been talking about, mm -hmm. um, trusting myself, mm -hmm. being creative and owning that, mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that I am a creative person. I am a unique person. I have my bio-individuality. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I have a path that is a very crooked path, believe me. And it's, you know, yeah. it's been yeah. just oof, spiraling and, you know, there's no direct line. Um, and how much that, of that path would you, would you, I mean, there's obvious things, right. That you wish would be different, but yeah. for the most part, how much of that crooked path would you want it to change? None of it. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. Yeah. None of it at all. Yeah. I mean, yes. Would I give anything to, you know, have my father back? He passed away mm -hmm. a long time ago, but I miss yeah. him every day. Yeah. Of course. But you know, it's part of life and I right. have, Except, you know, I have accepted that mm -hmm. he's in another place now. Mm -hmm. um, and my partner, as I told mm -hmm. you about. So, but no, I wouldn't change any of the experiences because all of those, I feel like <clears throat> when, as we talked about, when you think about all the horrible things that could happen, everything that can go wrong, right. then you realize how blessed you are right. and be so grateful for it. Right. And so those of us who've lived through the the, 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 the crooked path and the mm -hmm. and the losses, I I honestly think that we're able to see things in a in right. a better way. And if that means finding my voice, that's mm -hmm. what's helped create my voice. Mm -hmm. Um Although my mother would probably tell, I lost my mother last year. Um, my mother would tell you that I always had a loud mouth. <laughs> Even though I don't have a loud voice, but I was a loud mouth. And, 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 and she would say when I was little, you, because I argued a lot with her in particular. Um, and, and also I went to Catholic schools. So I was um, pretty outspoken against, you know, uh, <laughs> rigid rules. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> you know, so um, uh, so I feel like 
I I had that um, where if, if I saw an injustice or if I thought something wasn't right, mm-hmm. that I'd have to say something about it. Yeah. Um, it has gotten me into trouble <laughs> quite a bit. And, um, oh, my gosh, I have, uh, yeah, you know, um, but <laughs> but I, I think that I've tempered that, you mm-hmm. know, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just I, I don't. I'm not interested in hurting other people. I'm right. not interested in, right. in in the confrontational part of things mm-hmm. that you described. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, I don't mind confrontation because I mm-hmm. think like sometimes I can see if mm-hmm. a person who's angry is coming at me, mm-hmm. I, I can, I've helped, I, and this I didn't have before, mm-hmm. but I can see why they're angry. Like, yeah. okay, I yeah. get it. Okay, there's yeah. a hurt there. There's something. Mm-hmm. And 99.9% of the time, mm-hmm. it's not about me. Right. I'm not in that box. Right. I'm not in that frame. They're right. they're, they're yeah. dealing with issues. I may have said something, maybe something mm-hmm. triggered yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so I think I can, you know, I can mm-hmm. stand up to that most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um but I also have uh, seen and witnessed um, situations where I, I've had to say something to people like, yeah. stop. Like, yeah. I saw a mother hitting her child Oof. repeatedly in an airplane Oof. as we were, you know, in the airplane, like throughout the whole flight. Oh. And at the end of it, and my sister and I were on this flight together, and she we were sitting on, on aisle seats so we were opposite each other and the woman was like diagonal from me behind my sister's seat Mm. and I kept looking over and I kept looking over and I kept wanting to help this child and stop this person from and so um when the flight landed I did say something to her and she happened to be a super tall Amazon woman with a posse of other oh, women <laughs> and I said something about you know boy it must be you know easy for you to be mm-hmm. a child you know mm-hmm. and something it wasn't nice I, it wasn't nice what I said but it was also out of my own right. anger that she was yeah. um, being abusive to this yeah. child of hers and so when we and my sister was furious at me and she goes now they're coming after us you know and sure enough, when we landed, uh-huh. when we got into the terminal, uh-huh. they came at us, and she had her hand in a purse, like it looked like she had a oh, firearm, wow. like a gun. Yeah. And um, she confronted me back, and yeah. I didn't say anything. And um, oh. and my, my sister said, "Let's go to the bathroom quick." <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, that's kind of a tangent, but. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, I I believe in social justice. I uh-huh. do believe in, in helping and being a voice for people who can't be a voice for themselves. For the vulnerable, I've been yeah. uh, I worked in nonprofit organization that helped abuse children. Uh, I was never a clinical person. Mm-hmm. I don't have that training, but I was a spokesperson mm-hmm. to talk about the the issue of child abuse, mm-hmm. of mental illness, mm-hmm. and how that's a huge public health problem that we have in our right, country. Right, I think mental health is one of the most, I think we're getting, it, it's, we're understanding it more, but for years it's been one of the most um, 
you know, we, we used to ridicule people that we thought were had mental health issues. Right now, we're barely beginning to understand. You know, there's the pandemic has you know uh, just affected so many people in so many different ways. You know, a friend of mine's daughter is going through depression. She misses her friends. She misses her friends. She misses this, you know, being social. And there's so many things out there in today's world that, especially as a child. Yes. You know. Unfortunately, it is extremely yeah. sad. I mean, and even yeah. pre-pandemic, yeah. there, you know, mental, and depression is a form of mental illness. Uh-huh. Um, it doesn't mean you're crazy. It just, right. you know, it, right. and it is curable. And mm-hmm. mental illness mm-hmm. is curable, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh, whether it's through treatment. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, you know, they have trauma-informed, you know, personal, personal children centered. have so much more pressure. And and so one out of every four like... children <laughs> in our country will yeah. suffer from some form of yeah. mental illness, whether yeah. it's anxiety, depression, right. um, bipolar, yeah. uh, Asperger's, you know, um, yeah. there are many different types of uh, manifestations of that. And, yeah. and it is treatable. It's all treatable. Yeah. But we don't treat it like we do cancer, or we don't look at it as a problem, as a big public health problem. I think we are. I think those things are changing as well. The attitudes are shifting um, in terms of, you know, that it's a disease like any other disease. It's an illness. So let's let's, let's, let's help help these people. Um, And... It's an it's a root cause of many other types of behavior, mm-hmm. destructive behaviors, mm-hmm. you know, like violence or mm-hmm. intolerance or yeah. confrontation and all yeah. of those things. Um, yeah, I you know was also in an abusive relationship, so I am you know, and maybe that's what mm-hmm. we talk about triggers. Maybe now that I'm thinking about it, when I was triggered by that mother, that I could see oh, yeah. her yeah. hurting her child, and the yeah. child was yelling and saying. Stop, mommy! Stop hitting! You know, and then I, I think maybe, I, well, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. I was triggered because I was a victim uh-huh. of uh-huh. domestic violence uh-huh. as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's all those things that mm-hmm. affect how we are as humans, yeah. Yeah. as human and, beings, and who we are today. And there's no perfection. Sean, there's right. no perfection. Right. We right. are imperfect. It took me a while to figure that one out and accept it. <laughs> I, I, uh, years ago, I mean, I, I was a much different person. I think when you and I first met, we talked about this. When I was in my 30s, I was way different. Now, uh, I strove to be that quote-unquote perfect dude. Mm-hmm. No, I was... I was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, the yeah. suit, you know, what I, I I love about your little videos is that they're not perfect. You no. know, like no. you're driving, which that could be an issue, but that we'll talk about issue. that separately. Actually, I'm not. I'm just kind of like, no, <laughs> I am driving. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you're sort of just sitting in from, the car. From now on, I won't. Yeah, I'm sitting in the car with a green screen going by. Again, yeah, my word, I won't be doing that no more. I won't, I won't do the driving videos yeah. no more. Because that's a little, dis- it's called distracted, distracted yeah, it is. driving. Yeah, I could be getting a ticket for that. Huh? I think you could. Probably could. Probably could. <laughs> but, but, okay, the point is, yeah. you just do it. You just do right. it. And you just yeah. do these videos and you don't, you know, it, it's it, not it, a it's production. It's not rehearsed. I may have a few notes, but I want to be authentic. I want to be real. You know, mm-hmm. like when you um, were uh, on the Instagram Live. 
And I saw that you wanted to come in. I'm like, sure, let's do this. Let's do this. So, but yeah, I mean, to me, being authentic, being real, showing your flaws makes you more, um, you know, you know, honestly, it, it, it's, it's, I hope I show somebody else that they don't need to be perfect. You, you know, absolutely. I hope I don't show some guy who's 32 years old that who I was like I was then to see like, you know what? I don't need to be that. I can just be who I am. And speaking to that, the idea of, and I listen to, I'm a YouTuber, like I'm on YouTube a lot. Uh-huh. So I, I look at all those yeah. YouTubers, yeah. I call them all, you know, the testosterone yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. celebrities, yeah. you know, because unfortunately this is the cult of celebrity. You know, right, we have right. a cult of celebrity right. and those guys, Russell Brand and Lewis mm-hmm. Howe and yeah. Tim yeah. Ferriss. And, yeah. you know, I mean, listen, I like a lot of what they do, but mm-hmm. I, but I wonder about this idea of, uh, you know, there the, this overconfidence, right? This overconfidence, like right. really. The guys that I'm drawn to, I think Lewis Howes and Fer- Tim Ferriss are not overconfident. You know, I, I think they, I mean that they've, from what I've seen, they they bared a lot of their uh, story in which they went through their adversities. You know, they yeah, they have, they times, have, they have, times. yeah, and that I give that to them. But it, yeah. but I think. Okay. I'm looking at also, you know, about like style, like, so, right, right. you know, it isn't just like <clears throat> about uh, here, here are my achievements, you know, mm-hmm. I've written 47 books and I, you know, <laughs> and I have this, you know, I have 5 million followers on right. my YouTube and, right. my, and my podcast yeah. and all that. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> because we're all imperfect. So, right. and, 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 and it isn't overconfidence. It's, mm-hmm competence Mm -hmm. it's being Mm -hmm. competent and we're going back to what does that mean in my world Mm -hmm. that means being creative being creative creative and being you know uh, existing in the in the realm of your potential Mm -hmm. versus look at me i'm so great yeah Yeah, i'm 30 and i can do all this and i'm just like me personally me 20 years ago (laughs) (laughs) i'm sean campbell i'm I'm awesome i'm going out to the clubs tonight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, I hate that, oh man. But I share this story because I, I just kind of want people to show it. I mean, you know, the whole, one of the premises of this podcast in itself is to inspire somebody who has the ability and the talent, the, cre- the creativeness to actually go do what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to literally say, that schmo can do that, and I know I can't. I've worked with so many people when I was in corporate who were amazing just unbelievable but that they have confidence in themselves they believe they can do stuff they were content they had this inner circle you know you're, you're most like the five people that you hang out with but they were so intelligent so creative and they do so much more and that's kind of one of the purposes of this podcast is really to inspire somebody to just go after it just do it yeah. That's beautiful, yeah. and that, that that's actually the other side of the coin. I mean, we were yeah. just talking about yeah. the hubris yeah. and the overconfidence, which yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you, mm-hmm. um, you know, that 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 you're de- devoted to your practice. Mm-hmm. But I think the other side of it is, 
imperfect action is better than perfect inaction. Hundred percent. And and yeah. and and as we said before, it's not arriving at the destination. Right. It's getting there. It's right. the journey, and right. that journey is imperfect, and that journey is crooked. Yeah. And I'm imperfect, and you're imperfect, and we each, and we're different. Yeah. So, um, yeah. if you. Finding the voice, which you're right, that is the core of it. Mm -hmm. Once you understand that, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I can't be all things to all people. And yes, uh, you know, the other side of being raised Catholic and going mm -hmm. through all that is, mm -hmm. is the perfect little girl. Like, oh, you have to be the perfect little girl. Yeah. You have to be right. the perfect young woman. Right. You have to be the right. perfect woman. My mother was very much into, you know, design and fashion. And maybe I mm -hmm. picked up on the creative on the yeah. sensibility of yeah. that um, and the, the appreciation of beauty and the appreciation of art. Um, but, but it wasn't about being perfect. And I know guys and boys have to go through rituals of acceptance and passage, but for girls in particular, it's so hard mm -hmm. because we're always having to look perfect mm -hmm. to, you know, to the outside world. Right. I get on Instagram sometimes and I'm really sad, honestly, when mm -hmm. I see all these women that, and, and they're young women, <laughs> really young women and right. older, you know, and they airbrush themselves and they're always right. like trying right. to look right. um, in a certain way to attract mm -hmm. uh, compliments or mm -hmm. the male gaze. In the art mm -hmm. world, we call it the male gaze and mm -hmm. in scholarly art history. Mm -hmm. It's like, the naked, the nude, you know, mm -hmm. the reclining nude. What mm -hmm. What's the purpose of that? Well, the male gaze. Mm -hmm. Because the male, you know, right. because the whole society was geared for men to appreciate mm -hmm. women mm -hmm. in that way as objects, mm -hmm. the object, objectification of women, mm -hmm. and also to appreciate um, art yeah. as something they could own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so there's, there's, the idea that when you when for me anyway now understanding that no you know first of all I'm not an object for anybody mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, and I I do want to be nice and I want to be kind and I want to be mm -hmm. of service to people mm -hmm. but I also want to hear myself right. don't want to do that at the at my own expense right. um, and yes. It's been, it's not easy, Sean. It's mm -hmm. not going out on my own. I mean, I resigned yeah. from a, a, a wonderful job. I was director yeah. of marketing and fund yeah. development for a nonprofit. Yeah. I had a corner office. Yeah. <laughs> I could wow. see a mountain from my win nice. uh, windows. Yeah. You know, um, I, it, you know, to really pursue something that I knew I wanted to do, yeah. that it was something that I felt I could be, not that I wasn't, I, I always felt that my work was rewarding, mm -hmm. um, uh, and it was of service to others, and I was fundraising for a really good yeah. cause. Yeah. But I also felt like, you know, I wanted to do something as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Yeah. And herein, that in, you know, if you can, Look, and, and, and I think this is a, the big shift, if you will, the big mm -hmm. pivot, if you will, that's yeah. happening. Yeah. So many people have lost their jobs. Right. No longer can, you know, is it, that corporate world or that safety of having a, a salary and insurance paid mm -hmm. and having a nice office or working towards that. Mm. All those structures are different. Mm. I have two millennial sons mm. who work and, and they're working from home. 
Wow. And they're going to continue yeah. to work from home. Yeah. Everything's remote yeah. now. They don't have an yeah. office to go to yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's not, you know, I mean, they have a team and they have accountability. Right. Um, but the point is that if you're working remotely and you're working from home and you always wanted to do something like, you know, mm-hmm. start an online business, now's the time, now's the time to yeah. do it. You want to be a writer, you, yeah. you know, yeah. start doing it. Yeah. And it's not. And I'm guilty of this I, because, again, I battle with that perfectionism a lot. Like, okay, um, it has to be a certain way, or, right. you know. But it, it, it's the, I have a stack. I'll make a confession to you. Now, this is, I've told you things I've not told anybody. But this is where I have, I have to say, I think I have eight journals. Mm-hmm. They're all blank. Oh, wow. And they're, I have, like, beautiful. Like, I buy them, yeah. and I've gotten them as gifts. Leather bounded, you know, so you yeah. can write your journal every yeah. day, you yeah. know, the, the artist's way, the creative morning pages, right. whatever you want to call it. Right. Do you do that? I have about six of them myself, and most of them are blank. <laughs> no way. I start, that the, they're, I take it back, they're, they're about 5% full. And then I think, well, I'll just get a nicer one, and it'll, it'll calm me into sticking to it. Oh my God! And it never works. God, God, God. I, <laughs> I, I thought I was alone in that. That I bought that I carry around with me. It has a journal in there about five percent done. So I I start <laughs> with I do yeah I do maybe two oh, five wow. ten whatever pages and then it, but you exposed us, Liz. Oh my gosh, we're exposed. We're not, we're not good journalers. No, <laughs> and no. and I uh, you know uh, yeah. And and I keep and, thinking, well, if I get a nicer one. Right, right, this right. One, or a black one. one. We still yeah. have a black one. Yeah. And then it's all nice and fresh. If I get ones with lines on them <laughs> or no lines or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. So it is, that's <laughs> the imperfect piece of it. Very, very go. imperfect. Um, and, and not that I really am going to put that kind of pressure on myself to like, okay, right. now I really have to do that. Maybe that's right. just not the way I yeah. honestly. I'm much more happier. I wake up, I just grab my cup of coffee, I'll stay yeah. in my pajamas, I'll sit at the computer, yeah. and that's when my creativity starts to yeah. happen. Yeah. You know? And then I'm yeah. you know, making connections yeah. and learning things. And I yeah. attend a lot of um, uh, online webinars, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I participate in mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. Um, events mm-hmm. on Zoom quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So that's my creativity. That's how I express wow. my path at this moment. Yeah. Uh-huh. So not good at the morning page. <laughs> we must be kindred spirits of some kind because I, so. I know I, I, I was like so. I thought that was you're so telling weird. that story and I'm like oh my god I'm going to feel awful. <laughs> she writes she has I thought you were going to say you have eight journals full. No, oh, I feel much better. I'm now. exposed. I'm exposed. Two more questions, Liz. Go ahead. Um, outside of Seth Godin's book, uh, three books that you recommend. Oh. Three books that I recommend. Let me get my yeah. list out here. Yeah. I've actually been reading, I just finished one that um, was really fun by Meredith Marin. Uh, and it has to do with loss, divorce, mm-hmm. getting older, mm-hmm. aging, um, mm-hmm. what it means to, well, it's called the new, this is not for you, the new late. <laughs> Like the new what? The new old me. Oh. 
um, and starting over, mm -hmm. starting over mm -hmm. after divorce, starting over after losing, yeah. you know, a job and her home yeah. and everything like that. And she was a talent. She's, I think mm -hmm. it's sort of autobiographical. Yeah. Um, she's a talented, uh, talented uh, writer. Mm -hmm. uh, I've also read Ninth Street Women. Mm -hmm. So that's about the women in um, post-war uh, era in the art world in New York. Wow. So Ninth Street, it was a famous street where mm -hmm. there were a lot of artists at the time, and mm -hmm. this is like artists you'll recognize these names, you know, mm -hmm. Jackson Pollock yeah, and, yeah. and and Wilhelm de Kooning, mm -hmm. um, and I think uh, Jasper Johns came mm -hmm. out of that. A bunch of these uh, very well-known post-war art. Oops. Sorry, <laughs> post-war artists, but um, but what you probably didn't know that there were women who mm. were just as good, mm. such as yeah. Elaine de Kooning, who mm. was married to mm. Bill de Kooning, mm. um, Lee Krasner, who was married to Jackson Pollock, mm -hmm. Grace Hardigan. Uh, so this Ninth wow. Street women is about is their story, mm. and this is a period of like between nineteen. Mostly 1940s, like right after World War II, mm. right? So uh, right during and after, because mm. those artists were very affected in responding to mm. the war. The abstract expressionist movement actually came about oh, wow. uh, as a result wow. of, of the war. Mm -hmm. and, um, and also about uh, being, having an individual approach mm. to art. Mm busting up the traditional European classical models of mm -hmm. art, even going as far, I mean, going beyond Picasso. I mean, Picasso obviously was, mm -hmm. you know, with the Cubists, they still, mm -hmm. he, he and other Cubists, Cezanne, many mm -hmm. people think Cezanne is the father of modern art, but, um, but they started to look at things different and they started to look at um, uh, shapes differently mm -hmm. and create them and put them in ways mm -hmm. that, didn't yeah. fit the normal um, uh, traditional ways of yeah. looking at art, at least in the European sense. And then the American artists took it even further mm -hmm. to go to this full blown out expression, mm -hmm. uh, abstract mm -hmm. abstraction. Mm -hmm. uh, and Lee Krasner was an amazing artist. And, and many say that she actually made Jackson Pollock who oh, he was because he was yeah. a raging alcoholic and had yeah. lots of problems. <laughs> <laughs> and so she kept it together. She had, yeah. you know, she had the business sense. Um, and the same goes with Elaine de Kooning because he was also another raging alcoholic. But anyway, that's a good book that I'm reading. <laughs> I'm reading The Ninth Street Woman. Uh, I've read it and it's mm -hmm. really, really good. And then, you know, I'm just actually, this is, another side of me that I'm into minimal. I'm trying, I'm not into, I'm striving <laughs> to be a minimalist. Okay. Striving. Sure. Like, like I'm looking at your studio. It's beautiful. It's so minimal. You know, I, it's try. A very, I try. Everything has a, a space. Yeah. I'm organized and clean, but mm -hmm. I also have collected a lot of things mm -hmm. through my life. You mm -hmm. know, 
In which someone like me would call it clutter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So there's this book, Decluttering at the Speed of oh, Life. Wow. Wow. Uh, that's on my my Audible oh. list. Uh, so that that's a whole other. We should. Uh, you'll have to have me back for the minimalist. Absolutely. Last <laughs> question. Style. You're working out. You put in earbuds. What are three songs that you like to work out to? Three songs. Oh well. Or artists. So I love um, Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. This girl's on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alicia Keys. Um, yeah, yeah. This girl is on fire. That really motivates me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love mm-hmm. that. What else do I have? Uh, oh, I really like um, Gente de Sona. So I like mm-hmm. Latin music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they have a good album with yeah. uh, Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. So I listen yeah. to yeah. like almost all their songs. Are really as bad as Latin as I get is Oza Motley. I don't know if you follow them or not. But they actually came out with a new song. Did week. they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on their mail list. Oh. I'll have to forward it to you. I'll, I'll really look it cool. up for sure. Yeah. It's on YouTube. So. It's on YouTube? Yeah. They, they sent the YouTube link. On the awesome. Email. Awesome. I'll, well, I'll I have, so. you know, that's, those yeah. are, that's all my, yeah. you know, my Pandora yeah. uh, list. Um, let's see. Who else do I got? You know, um, again, I like women artists, so mm-hmm. um, Indigo Girls. Another. Yeah. Closer to Fine. That <laughs> is a song that will, that yeah. encapsulates a lot of what we've been talking yeah. about. Yeah. How she, yeah. you know, went yeah. to the mountains, went to yeah. the, you know, to yeah. the guru, did yeah. the yoga, did the everything. Wow. And basically it's a, mm-hmm. she does, I think the song says this is a crooked path. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, wow. leads her to closer wow. to fine, closer to herself. We just kind of tied this whole podcast up right then, then and there. It's, all, it's almost right as if, oh, I'll get in trouble for that. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. copyright. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's one of the things um, with with Anchor. You could do what you want, have your sponsorships on, but you can't use like. But I would. You could sing it as we go out. <laughs> well, can I do one? Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. want to just yeah. plug out the sauna gallery. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've talked more about myself and my process and what it means to me to have relationships with artists mm-hmm. and with art you know, the art community. Um, and so, but I just would like to ask your mm. listeners to look mm. at artesona.com. That's A-R-T-E-Zona, Z-O-N-A.com. Correct. Artesona.com, you know, check it out. It's it's very me. It's, you know, this business mm. is important to me. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a beautiful website. Thank you. I, I, I designed it. I mean, yeah. I had guys, you know, that helped yeah. with the technical stuff. Yeah. But, you know, artists are are really important to our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tucson is a creative hub of creative yes. people. Yeah. And artists contribute to our local business economy, yep. to the, our ecosystem. And, you know, I think that I that my shout-out goes to mm-hmm. them, goes to the, the yeah. artists who've devoted their lives to making art, finding their voice, yeah. and honing their skills. Uh, and their co- contribution to creative expression is essential to our humanity. Mm. And I also applaud, you know, people that support mm. the arts mm-hmm. and who support entrepreneurs like you mm-hmm. and elevate us yeah. and inspire people around the globe. So thank you for having me. Yeah. So again, that was A R T E Z O N A dot com. Uh, the sauna dot com. Yeah, yes. uh, Facebook. 
as well. It's the same. Well, it's Artesana Gallery, at Artesana Gallery, mm-hmm. and then Instagram, Instagram. is at Artesana yeah. Gallery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anywhere else right now? Just those platforms. Just those. Mm-hmm. You don't have a YouTube channel set up? No. Nope. Not yet. I need help. I need help. <laughs> Liz, thank you so much. This was awesome. This was awesome. Thank I, you. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. So, thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you. And remember, if you want to do what you want to do, you got to do what you got to do. Thank you for listening to the Sean Campbell Show. Follow us on Instagram at the Sean Campbell Show.